From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addicts, episode 435. Today's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN and Pen Chalet. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Bradley Dowdy. Hi, Bradley Dowdy. Hello, Michael Hurley. How are you? I'm good. We're both tired. We need to just say right up front, we are recording this show in the uh, late morning in America time, American time, um, on mm-hmm. the 4th of November. So uh, we're currently, uh, ev- the whole world is looking to America right now to find out who your president is <laughs> going to be. Um, so, you know, depending on when you listen to this, you may know the answer. Uh, but look, we're here. We're doing the thing. This is what we do. Um, and that's that. Yeah, we're here and we're doing it. I like that. I like mm-hmm. that attitude, Mike. Um, you know, it's hard to to be here and doing it when your 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 mind is all over the place. But uh, I think I am ready to talk about pens. I I'm super ready to talk about pens. Uh, but first, we need to talk about streaming because I feel like you're you're crossing a, a little boundary on your your Twitch stream chat there, Mike. Your Twitch yeah, stream, I, uh, uh, scheduling. Um, well, I, you know, I we broke. I broke cardinal rule, huh? I we. Mm. Uh, what did? I, what's? What would we say? I. Um, I, I crossed into you, your time uh, stream. Yeah, yeah. You crossed the streams, Mike. Mm-hmm. It's what you did. Um, but no, I. I'm totally kidding. It was a beautiful thing. It gave us uh, a, a joyous experience on Twitch on Tuesday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern time, which is when I went live and normally go live. As we know, as everybody who listens to the end of the show everybody knows, Brad Dowdy goes live Tuesdays, Thursdays, 10 a.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash So I think it was just ingrained in your head, hey, that's when I go live on Twitch, um, and I meaning you. So you're like, hey, what's 10 a.m. Eastern? You know, it's like, what, 3 p.m. your time? Um, that's That's when I go live on Twitch. So we did it at the same time. It was pretty funny. Um, there's no like it, it was funny because there's like no crossover you know people who are into the keyboards watch you people who are into the pins watch me and then mm-hmm. a lot of people just pulled up pulled up both because they're awesome friends like that mm-hmm. so i thought it was funny keep doing it. i want to see you keep doing it um because i think it's awesome um my son left my stream last night so i i did an extra stream last night uh playing warcraft and he was watching the stream uh, getting ready for bed, and he signed off saying, "Okay, I'm gonna go watch Mike build keyboards." So, yes, I got completely dunked on by my own son um, yeah. <laughs> last night. So you have that going for you. I just wanted you to know. I'm doing a thing that the kids like these days. The kids are into keyboards. Mm. I don't know if they're into Warcraft. Oh no, no, no! That was like the diversion stream last night, and yeah, yep. he is not into Warcraft or anything no. like that. And he's like. He had already been watching your stream earlier and asking That's me cool. every question in the book about <laughs> keyboards, and I, I kind of love it. So it's pretty great. Yeah, I so I'm I I just re- I don't have a time for my stream yet. I will at some point, yeah. but I don't yet. Um, it's, yeah. things are getting especially difficult here because we're going into lockdown again. Um, yes, and I've been streaming from my studio, um, so I. I still will be trying to do at least one stream a week, but mm-hmm. it's a little bit TBD as to where exactly and how exactly I will be doing it. Um, mm-hmm. But as I've kind of said this already, um, I'm, my my stream is still kind of in a beta period as I'm kind of collecting up the knowledge that I need to make it work. Um, I'm still working on branding. Brad, you are going to friggin' love the branding um, <laughs> that I'm working on. Uh, it's actually a very nice crossover between pens and keyboards in it nice um, i think you're really gonna dig it so i'm still working on all of that stuff um but it's great because i'm I'm enjoying kind of like building up my knowledge um and making it work and i've been really happy with the response so far um if you want to subscribe to to or follow my twitch account go to mike.live uh, that's the url that you want which i really like and uh, yeah so i'm enjoying building this up as like another um another skill uh, but I'm I'm taking it nice and easy, and then once I've actually got everything nailed down, uh, then I'm going to start kind of doing things on a schedule that people can rely on. Because I think that is important for this kind of content, that if people want mm-hmm. to... You know, I've just noticed it, that like the more notice I give people, the more people come and watch. So, you know, I, I right, want to make sure that I give people that kind of notice. 
Yeah, so once you have a schedule, it'll be ingrained. And I find I promise we're gonna we're gonna have pen content here, and what I'm about to say is pen content because I find something useful on the stream. I didn't know how different I could make the stream than the podcast, but it turns out that there are things I'll talk about on stream that are kind of great topics for the podcast, but don't work on the podcast. So like yesterday, we have some some spoke design pen prototypes that I showed on stream and they're not a great podcast topic because it's not a finalized product, right? Like it would be pointless to discuss, you know, that specific thing today, even though I felt like totally fine showing it on stream because you could have just like a more open discussion saying, Hey, Mm -hmm. these are early prototypes. We're testing these things out. Whereas if we talked about building a spoke fountain pen today on stream, you know, I might have to just like change that whole conversation. Like it doesn't make sense to have those topics. So I've been happy with the content of each, I guess, if you will, it's been working out, I think. So it's been good. Yeah. There's definitely a good split there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. Ready to get into some follow-up. I have a a decent amount of follow-up from a single topic last week. I went down a little rabbit hole um, so we talked about the Twisby Eco Golden Horse last week as just one of those one-off Twisby limited edition things they did for a small batch, and I guess they had some extras, and they've sent them. They they were selling them. And what I found interesting about the pin that we discussed last week is the build parts of the Eco. And as a transparent pen, for a mostly transparent pen, you get to see like all the the ins and outs of how the pen is built. And I thought this Golden Horse model was a little bit different than the standard Eco. I thought it looked like to me it used some of the 580 parts in the piston section. And I find that kind of thing like super interesting. Like they're still calling it the Eco, and I can really tell that this is fully an Eco pen. So I thought about. Um, you know, could I get one? And I found one. So I, I have one on order. And, you know, there's a couple shops that had it in for sale. Uh, someone linked to me a mm-hmm. shop in Australia, but they weren't shipping out of the country at the time. So they had the, the Eco Golden Horse. I'm not sure what all shops and why some shops got them, but I found it at Most Wanted Pens, which is a German shop. And Mike, if you're familiar, this is the Caveco adjacent shop run by... Michael Gooperlay, the owner of Caveco, his son, Sebastian Gooperlay. Oh, yeah, this was the place that I got the um, Caveco uh, sleeve for the Apple Pencil. Yeah. I got it from here because this place had them first. Yes, so not a shock that they get all the good Caveco stuff first, right? They have, it's basically... I don't want to say it's like an affiliate, but it's basically the right arm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like the re- almost like the retail spot for Caveco, and they do some limited edition stuff there that you can't get anywhere else. Which, like, I'm fine with. That's cool. I've ordered some limited edition uh, a pen or two from them before because I couldn't get it in the U.S. and I really wanted it. So anyway, I just I forget what brought me there. It might have even just come up on a Google search when I was poking around, and I was like, oh, it's in stock, so let me order it. So I have that coming. Um, it's already shipped, I think. I ordered it, like I think, Monday. Um, so I'll, I don't know if I'll have it for next week. But it's just one of those pens that I don't know if I actually want the pen, like, per se, for, like, my own library of pens. But I want to break it down. It's, like, one of the few times I'm interested in looking at the breakdown of the pen and say, mm-hmm. hey... Does this eco use all the eco parts? I don't know why this fascinates me so much. It probably fascinates almost no one else, but I, it on. does. It does to me. You know it. You know. You know it. Lots of people listening <laughs> to the show are as interested as we are. Of course. Yeah, yeah. But like, this is a silly little rabbit hole. Like, this is a meaningless rabbit hole. Right? This means nothing. I am mm. just curious. So I am, you know, trying to fulfill my curiosity. So. Um, I got that on order, so I appreciate y'all uh, reaching out uh, for other links. And, you know, if in, if you're in Australia, I can send you the link if you want to try to buy this pen or whatever. It's not a cheap eco. It's like a 80 plus dollar. It was 110 euros. It cost me like 80 or 90 dollars. Like this is a very expensive eco. Um, so we'll see what it's all about once I get it in. But when I was there, 
once I figured out I was on most wanted pins, I obviously scrolled through the rest of their site because there's usually some uh, weird Kaveco stuff in there. And I noticed one thing that they sell at most wanted pins and I'm not sure any other Kaveco dealers do. And I haven't looked and I haven't vetted this, but I thought it was so strange to see for sale individual front end sections for Kaveco sports, not just the nib unit, right? You can get the nib units from anywhere, all of your favorite retailers, but they sell like the, the entire front end, the color grip section and everything as a separate part. And I've never seen that before. So maybe some other stores do that. I knew that you could take them off. I guess you can. That's how you would put, yeah, of course you can. So silly me. That's where the cartridge goes. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. I think the funny thing here, though, is like, because you can look through it. So the the website has like, it's not just Caveco. They actually have this for a couple of different pens, but Caveco is is maybe unique here. But you could end up creating your own Frankenstein Cavecos from these kinds of parts, couldn't you? You could mix and match exactly. the colors. And that's what caught my eyes because we have talked about this before, and I've written about it in refill of how hey, you can customize your. Kaveco, just if you have two Kavecos, you can just swap those parts on there um, and make a different section. Like they have a clear section, right? So, you know, it's like a frosted. So they did this, looks like for the frosted series mostly. And so they have the the clear, the, you know, the yellow, the pink, the blue. And so they might not match as well with the solid colors, but I thought it was cool. Um, to see them have done that because that's something I talked about, right? That is something that I think is a feature of the Kaveco sports. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I like seeing that. I was like, huh, that's cool. I didn't, I didn't bother going to check like, okay, does, you know, cult pens offer this? Does jet pens offer this? Do all these shops offer this? I didn't go look, but I'm assuming they don't. Cause I think I might've run across it before. Um, so yeah, I'll be interested to see if it's just that one specific run of pen, which is like six different colors of that model and i don't know it just brings up a lot of questions it's it's again it's the tweet twisby eco golden horse question in my head is like okay why are they doing this <laughs> why just these sections why don't they or if they're going to do these sections why not do the standard colors like the white the black the blue the red you know the classic um sport colors you know why only these colors did there was there extra parts you know i'm i'm sitting here rambling all this in my head so there is a certain level of being an enthusiast in mm-hmm. which you start to care a lot about what the companies in that industry do mm-hmm. you know like i have this of technology right i don't just care about the products i care about the decisions the companies make and this is yeah. a similar thing right which is like we you could if you wanted to, and it would probably be, I don't know, easier in some ways to just care about like the color of the Kavecos. But it's mm. also, there is an extra level, a higher tier of interest where you're like, why did this company make this decision? Like, it's just mm. like a different type of being an enthusiast as you start to go to that additional level as you just care more and more about digging deeper into the hobby that you're in. Yeah. So two final things on on this little topic. They call these the front part, right? So this is the front part. The part name is the front part. So that's very interesting to me. And two, the cost of these is almost exactly half of the overall pin cost. And I'd argue that that's fair. That seems that's where the bulk of the the cost goes going in that nib, isn't it? Right. Yeah. It's where all the the, where the the stuff lives. Um, You can imagine that actually being expensive the acrylic is not that expensive mm-hmm. and especially mm-hmm. make it a scale you know right so anyway interesting and since we were on Kaveco, unrelated to most wanted pens i was sent a link for a new u.s exclusive model what do we see the paladin green um a, like a month or so ago mm-hmm. was the I don't know if they were calling it the the European model. I don't know if it, I think it was more of the the Dutch model. Like it was, it seemed like it was the Netherlands and Belgium or some really <laughs> kind of like exclusive area. So the new U.S. model AL Sport is called Golden Espresso. What are your thoughts on this pen, Mike? I hate it. 
<laughs> that was my initial thought too. Like it wasn't that I disliked it. It's that it was awful. Right? Yep. <laughs> that was my initial reaction is this pen is awful because it says golden espresso in this script on the side. Like what they've done with this naming that. thing. It's like they have just chosen like the most basic font. And they're like, oh, we'll just use that, now, I suppose. <laughs> that would, like, it's so bad. We're 100% on the same page as this. I, I did say my one caveat to that is I bet you anything this looks way better in person than it does in pictures. Because that, no, that the, brown does not, not show well. It's not the color, right? Because like, I can imagine that being fine. It's like I hated the palette in Evergreen. I hated that, right? Because that also was bad. Like, the font that they use is bad, right? But at least, I don't know, it it kind of looked like it was written by somebody, right? It had that more yeah. kind of, like, playful look to it, I guess. Yeah. But this is just, like, it's just terrible script. <laughs> I'm a little surprised at how much we agree with this. Oh, God. It that because that when I we opened the link on chat and I was just like, oh my god, this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> this is literally terrible. And you know, it in the end, like I I, I don't think it's going to be that bad, right? They made seven hundred of them; they'll sell them out. It's fine. Like I think if I was interested in this pen, I'd buy it and I'd be happy with it. But I, that was my initial reaction too. Is they are I could never be happy. They are really, I. I think they're messing up this putting the color names on there. I think they're messing this up. If you're going to insist that you need to start printing the names on the sides of these, you need mm-hmm. to make some decisions. Like, I think ultimately the decision that they should be making is it should be a set font that they use. It shouldn't mm-hmm. keep changing because that mm-hmm. doesn't make sense to me why they would do that. And they should just have it match the Caveco fonts. I mean, I know that yeah. Kaveco use multiple fonts um, for their for their logo part, but I feel mm-hmm. like they should just pick one of those, one of the I think three <laughs> typefaces <laughs> that Kaveco <laughs> already use on their pens. Just pick one of those and put that on the other side, or go completely, you know, opposite it, like. Right now, they're, well, yeah. it's like in the ballpark, which makes it worse. But no, but I, well, my point is like I, I actually don't trust that they can pick good fonts to keep changing, choosing new ones every time. <laughs> it's got, like yeah. I li- personally, I like the idea of having a different typeface, a typeface that matches with the overall aesthetic of that pen or what it's meant to be. But they have done neither of these things so far for the the ones that we've seen. So they're picking yeah. bad typefaces. That don't match with the naming, the branding. Uh, yeah, so the I Paladin think it, was at least close. This one is... It's close enough, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It's like, I remember not liking that one before, but now yeah. I've seen the Golden Espresso one. I'm starting to like the Paladin Evergreen. <laughs> so maybe they just make them, like every single one of them is worse than the one before. So people <laughs> like the one that came before, I don't know. But mm. no, I, I, I think that this is a bad move and... I don't. I will never understand how a company that has good design can produce something that looks so poor. Yeah, you know, it's like who yeah. was out of the room when this decision was made? <laughs> Doesn't work for me. Nope, I agree. All right, this episode is brought to you by our friends over at Pen Chalet. They sell authentic, amazing rollerballs and fountain pens, which are especially important for something we'll talk about in a moment, but also ballpoints, mechanical pencils, and so much more. They offer the fastest and most reliable customer service around, and they believe in backing this up. Pen Chalet has low prices on high-quality pens, and they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. But it's not just about the pens themselves. Also, any accessories that you're going to want – Penchelet will do it. They do carrying cases, refills, converters, ink, pen holders, and so much more from your favorite brands. And they're adding new products all the time. Every month, they're adding new stuff, and they're also doing great discounts as well. Every couple of weeks, you can find new deals over at Penchelet, so it's always worth checking in. Now, 
if you were in the US, you can get free shipping on orders of over $50, and they also sell internationally with great shipping rates. I have uh, had stuff shipped to me from Penchalet many a time here, and I always find that to go really, really well. So go to penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com, and click the podcast link at the top of the website. Enter the password PENADDICT to get your hands on our special offers and to get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at Penchalet at any time. Now, in a moment, we're going to be talking about Fountain Pen Day, uh, but Penchalet are running a great giveaway in celebration of it. You can check it out right now and enter for free via the form on the website, and random orders that will be placed on Fountain Pen Day itself will be selected to win the majority of available prizes. So Penchalet have a ton of items on sale all weekend to celebrate uh, Fountain Pen Day, but go and check out the site right now to get more information about the great giveaways that they're going to be doing uh, for uh, to celebrate Fountain Pen Day. So I want to talk about this giveaway that they're doing real quick. Mm-hmm. It's 35 different giveaways, close to $6,000 worth of prizes. Yeah, and buddy. They, have them, they have them all set up as, as packs, right? So like giveaway item one is a pack, and it's a, it's a pin and a pin case. Gift pack number three is a Retro 51 prototype fountain pen. <laughs> like Whoa. that is pretty wild. What? Like I've never seen that before. So I haven't gone through all these, nor do I have the time to go through all these. But you should go and check out what Penn Chalet is doing for Fountain Pen Day. They always do it up big, and it looks like they're doing that again. Um, secondly, from a sale perspective, I am very curious on our, our Pen Attic Deals page. There is a pen by Marlin called the, I don't know if it's the Rifflessy or the Rifflessy or something like that. It's a piston filling demonstrator by Marlin, which I have heard about their pens. I've seen their pens. I haven't used any of their pens. The style is right up my alley, nice. and the price point is obviously up my alley. So this might be a time where I jump in and test one of these out because, I, to me, it's kind of compelling from a style and a price point uh, perspective. So I'm going to save that and look at that after the stream and uh, you know maybe enter some giveaways while I'm at it. So go and check it out for yourself right now. Go to penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. Our thanks to Penchalet for their support of this show, Relay FM, and also for being such a great pillar of the community. Our thanks to Penchalet. Happy Fountain Pen Day, Mike. I know it's not today. It's Friday. It's almost, happy almost Fountain Pen Day then. So Mm -hmm. Friday, the ninth anniversary of Fountain Pen Day, Mike. Can you believe it? That's really great, actually. Uh, this is a wonderful little thing that started from a fun idea. Um, obviously, Fountain Pen Day was created by our friend, fr- good friend of the show, Carrie Yeager. Uh, I'll mm-hmm. put a link in the show notes to the interview that we did uh, with Carrie. Uh, I think it was a couple of years ago now, talking yeah. about Fountain Pen Day itself, kind of how it how it began, stuff like that. It's a really fun story that's worth listening to. Yeah, it was. It's interesting to go back like the first couple years. Like he just wanted to do it. Carrie's always been, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a super fountain pen fan, and now he's in the in the business with Kenro Industries. And to hear him talk about like the first couple years where he might have you know ten participants or thirty participants, and now we're into a place where you know, all of these companies are fully bought into the idea and all the retailers are into the idea and all, the whole community is into the idea of Fountain Pen Day having its own day. And now it's like, what are you doing for Fountain Pen Day? Like, are you doing something cool for Fountain mm-hmm. Pen Day? It's totally you know, a thing and that's all of, carry. Uh, my friend Jeremy Budge, who runs Emojipedia, mm-hmm. he created yep. World Emoji Day. And at first it was just like a thing that he did and then it picked up a little bit of steam. And now like Apple does stuff for World Emoji Day. Right. Right. So it's like, no, it's like a real holiday now. Like my, I have a friend who created an international holiday. <laughs> and now people think Jeremy created emoji and they yell at him. It's well, great to watch. It's I don't good help fun. that. Uh, I like <laughs> <laughs> whenever I talk about Jeremy, I reference him as the creator of emoji, which like, exactly. technically he helped create some of them. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. Yeah, that will work. So anyway, Fountain Pen Day is awesome. And on the Pen Attic blog, uh, Kenro Industries, uh, employer of Carrie Yeager, maker of the Esterbrook, sent me the Esterbrook SD Sparkle in Tanzanite, 
which is a really wild, awesome Esterbrook SD. I'm giving that away um, on the blog in honor of Fountain Pen Day. So yeah, definitely be checking checking out that uh, giveaway. Check out Pen Chalet for all of the um, all of their awesome Fountain Pen Day deals and. I'm just wondering, Mike, are you going to do anything to celebrate? Like, I've celebrated this week by buying the Twisby Eco Golden Horse. I think that was my fountain pen mm. day. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this, actually, recently. I haven't had a pen come up, which has really pushed me outside of the Kona Snow, the mm-hmm. Kenalea Kona Snow, which, I'll just say, I... Absolutely freaking love that pen. <laughs> I've seen gosh. some people who have gotten those in hand, and um, they're definitely raving about them. Yeah, it's stunning. Um, but yeah, I, I think you know. I was gonna say like my my threshold for what I am uh, encouraged to buy has changed temporarily while I'm getting kind of like settled in the keyboard hobby. Yeah, absolutely. Right? There's only so many hobbies that I can contribute money to. But, like, you know, it's like a, it reminds me, honestly, of my early days of pen addict life, right? Where it's like you kind of have to, you sp- I think you spend more money more frequently at first mm-hmm. while you're getting used to, like, what do you like, what do you don't like? And then eventually, which is like how I am now, I spend. I buy less stuff. The purchases may be more expensive, but I buy less stuff because I have many much much more particular tastes now because I know what I like and what I don't like. And just the amount of products that come onto the market that fit my exact kind of like desires for, for pens right now is, is slimmer. Um, and, you know, and, and as well for me, like with where I am now in the pen hobby, um, I I make a I genuinely make a lot of my decisions based on uh, seeing stuff in person, um, which is obviously something that's that is not possible right now, just because I tend to buy from a lot of small makers, mm-hmm. um, and also you know I haven't been in this again for a while. I'm more willing to let stuff go and maybe try and pick it up down the line. But you know, like th- there there are things right. So it's like you know I I've been thinking I have been like noodling a little bit on the uh, on the uh, British Racing Green Sailor. Yeah, because that does look really nice. But like I stand by like what I said last time. Uh, if it was a king of pen, I would have got it immediately. Um, but I don't need another. I don't need any of them. But I don't. I don't feel like I'm particularly drawn to another just regular size pro gear right now. Right, as a pen hobbyist, you're knee deep in the pens and you love them all but your decisions are a little bit more refined right now based on what you already have and what you have available to you and knowing having a better grasp of knowing things might come down the line yeah exactly and i'm holding off from from impulse purchasing yeah uh, because i'm impulse purchasing in another hobby at the moment (laughs) (laughs) totally true well I'm not going to make your impulse purchases any better because, okay, I bought the the Twisby Eco Golden Horse mm-hmm. for this week for Fountain Pen Day, I guess. But I actually had a delivery of a pen I ordered, I don't know, a month or two ago. It happened to come in this week, Mike, which is the Carolina Pen Company bestseller. So we need to talk about this, I Mike. don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, so... We have to have a uh, a discussion. We have to have a story time. Are you are Good. you ready for story uh, time? You know I love it. So, there was a review that Sarah made on the Pen Attic blog. I don't know, it was a month or two ago. It was the Rotorfaden Tashin Big Lighter. You know, mm-hmm. big fans of the Rotorfaden Tashin Big Lighter, and they called this product bestseller. Rotorfaden Tashin Big Lighter bestseller A five, and I got an enormous kick out of the product naming like if you're going to name your product bestseller you better come with the goods right and it just it cracked me up like i think this is awesome Mm. i've just gone to your instagram because usually you publish these things on instagram Mm. what's going on here Mm. Mm. this is story time all right mike's getting a little head mike's mike's found out the story (laughs) (laughs) mike's getting a little ahead of us so i put the i put the link to my pen in there already um so i'm hoping you wouldn't go to instagram but so let me let me go back and then we'll get to to where you're at right now so we had a product called the bestseller 
And I was talking about it on stream of just how ridiculous yet ridiculously awesome the name is. And the wonderful Mr. Jonathan Brooks was in the Twitch chat at the time. And we all yelled at him as like, well, Jonathan, you need to make a material for a pen and just call it the bestseller because clearly like that's just what brands do now, right? You just, you just self gloss yourself, your products as the bestseller, right? You say, I'm going to make the, the next Notco pen case. We're just going to call it the bestseller. Like it's the best thing we've ever done. We're very proud of it. It's, it's the bestseller. So we just laughed and thought it was a joke and we were like, ha ha. Then Jonathan being Jonathan, like a week later, he says, what do you think about this material for the bestseller? And he sends me a picture of a rod. And I'm like, where do I send my money? Mm-hmm. And he was just like, go pick out a model, you know, a model that you like from the shop and send me the PayPal and I'll make it. And then the bestseller will exist. So once he, once he sells it, it could be the bestseller. So <laughs> that showed up over the weekend. I showed up Friday, I opened it up over the weekend, and my jaw dropped. So I love the pen. I have the bestseller. It's in my Instagram feed. It's in Jonathan Brooks's Instagram feed. It's this bright orange primary manipulation. The official Jonathan is um, too nice to just go out and call this the bestseller, right? This is the warm tone primary manipulation. So (laughs) it's in the primary manipulation category and it's going to be called the warm tone model, but we're going to refer to it as the bestseller because that's how this color came about. Right. Um, Through a little story and a little experiment and a little bit of having fun in making stuff. And like, that's what we enjoy the most about this, right? We have fun doing this kind of stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, Jonathan being Jonathan sends me a box and he's, he says, all right, I'm shipping the pen. Do you want to see it? Like, do you want me to take a picture of it and send it to you? You just want to open it up when you get it. And my choice is always, I'm just going to open it up when I get it. I never let him send me the pictures beforehand. He obviously sent me the rod, but I hadn't seen the final version. So he's like, all right, I'm going to throw something extra in the box. So be on the lookout. So I get the box and I open it up and I open up my pen and it's glorious. Um, I, I'm in love with it. The color is amazing. Again, we'll have links in the show notes. You can go see it. Jonathan's post is even better. Um, it goes through the whole process of yeah, it. Yeah, he's taking some great photos. Mm-hmm. And then there's two other little boxes in in the big box, right? One says Brad. One says Mike. I'm like, huh, what is this? So I open up the box. And I know Jonathan has a new laser etching slash engraving machine that he's been doing nibs on. So like my pen addict um, logo is on the nib of the bestseller, right? He laser engraved that. He had sent me one of those nibs before. So I've got the little pen addict logo on some of his nibs and it's cool. And then he's kind of gotten into wax seals and he made the pen addict logo on a wax seal. So he did that. And then I opened up the other box and now you saw what's in there. So he made mm. something for you too, Mike, which is a wax seal relay FM logo and a nib unit with the relay FM logo. That's very cool. <laughs> How cool is that? That is very cool. And the the wax seal is using the same uh material, right? The best of yeah. the material. That's the so handle. what he's done, he's made the handles of the wax seal to match the pen. It's yeah. pretty wild. It's it's legitimately cool. So Jonathan is always so generous to us and i just appreciate him doing that like it's really cool thank you jonathan um so yeah i have your your box here uh waiting to not be sent to you anytime soon getting it sometime in Uh, 2024 okay okay um i i I owe you other stuff so it's it's probably gonna leave pretty soon um i still gotta get you a pen though (laughs) (laughs) we're just out of it we're sold out so um anyway um i love when a fun story comes together and that's yeah. kind of what happened here. Like I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I knew what to expect in that the color of my pen was going to be pretty awesome, but I hadn't seen the final version of the pen. And then I have the wax seals. I, I tested the wax seal on stream yesterday, played with fire on stream yesterday. It was pretty cool. It was fun. And then we opened up your box. Um, we got to reveal that on stream. I didn't know what was going to be in it. And then I saw the logo and the logo nib on there. I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. Mike's going to dig this. So mm-hmm. I can't wait to get those to you. I will get those to you sooner than later so you can officially thank Jonathan 
once you receive your goods. Yeah, I, I definitely will. It's amazing. It really is amazing. Yeah, so he's got a whole set of pictures he's going to put up on the, the Relay FM logo and uh, that I can send you to the, those offline. I have like videos and, <laughs> and oh, yeah, images. It. It's like way too much stuff to I'm put in the in the show doc. super pumped to see what more tools will unlock for Jonathan. Yeah. You know, like, so having something like this laser cutter, I mean, it's, it's, he's already created a new type of product, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the wax seal, right? So like... Mm-hmm. I'm just really excited to see that he is branching out into other areas because he is an individual whose creativity kind of holds no bounds, which is what mm-hmm. makes him so talented um, at, at the stuff that he already does. So you know, I'm just I'm just really excited to see him pushing out into other areas. And so having new tools allows him to do new things. And I'm I'm keen to see what he ends up uh, working on past this. Because yeah. it's just, you know, he, I'm, I just have no doubt that he's going to keep coming up with weird and wonderful ideas. Yep. That's what he and does. I, I had the exact same thought. I was like, oh, this is a cool way to spread around some of the things that he does. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's all connected together, but it's a little bit different and a little bit individual and I don't know. It's very cool. So mm-hmm. I'm very, very happy with, with how these turned out. And uh, thank you again, Jonathan. All right. So one quick link before we get into ask T ask TPA, we, uh, we have a lot of questions to get to. I don't know if we'll get to them all today. We'll work on that. Well, we've been, we've been hoarding them a little bit, but I was on the stationary orbit podcast, uh, which published this past weekend, Mike, so this was a cool uh, guest experience uh, that I had, and John had an awesome set of questions for me. It wasn't your standard questions. Like the first question out of the gate that John asked me is, why hasn't Lamy hired me yet? So you know how the interview is going to go when that's the lead-in question. So we talked about a range of pen stuff, a range of non-pen stuff, And I just had a really, really fun time. So I wanted to make sure to share that link for anyone who's not subscribed to Stationary Orbit podcast. Please go do so. Listen to my episode uh, where where John peppers me about art and music and ice cream and sneakers and why I don't work for Lama yet. So it was good stuff. I like the logo a lot. Yeah, he did a good job. Mm, It's nice. Yep. Very cool. All right, let's take our final break, and then we can dive into some hashtag AskTPA questions. So this episode of The Pen Addict is brought to you by ExpressVPN. We all know how a VPN protects your privacy and security online, but it can also take your TV watching to the next level by unlocking movies and shows that are available in other countries. ExpressVPN hides your IP address so you can control where you want sites to think you're located, and you can choose from almost 100 different countries. Just think about all of the Netflix libraries that you could go through. If you love anime, you could use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix, but it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service, Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, whatever you want, you can get to it. ExpressVPN is ridiculously fast, which makes it a fantastic choice of all of the VPNs out there. Because when you're watching shows, you don't want buffering or lag. You want to be able to stream in high quality in HD, and you can do that with ExpressVPN. This is something I've done myself. You know, I've poked around on different streaming services when at home. And it's super good. Like, if you want to be able to get uh, other shows and other content from around the world. But one of my favorite uses for this exact thing is if you're binge watching something at home and you and you're traveling, you can go back to your home country's uh, content and watch it there. So, like a good example of this is when we were watching Shit's Creek, which is on Netflix in the UK. When we were overseas, when we were watching that show, we couldn't get it because it was on a different network or whatever. So I was able to fire up ExpressVPN, open up the Netflix, say that I was in the UK, open up the Netflix app, and I could get that content and we could watch it again in lovely HD. It was super fast, super smooth. So yeah, you can watch stuff while you're at home, but when you travel again, you'll also be able to do it too. So it's just like another really great use of ExpressVPN. It's compatible with all of your devices, phones, media 
your console, smart TVs, and more, so you can watch what you want wherever you want. If you go to expressvpn.com slash penaddict, you can get three extra months of ExpressVPN for free. So support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash penaddict. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. So it is time for some Ask TPA questions. If you ever want to send in a question for the show, you can send out a tweet with the hashtag AskTPA. You can use question mark AskTPA in the Relay FM members Discord, or you can email them to hello at penaddict.com. Uh, our first question comes from Zach today, and Zach says, I have a budget of around $300, and I'm looking for something. I really like the solid colored black barrel and cap of the Pro Gear black and gold. I'm a classic color sort of person, along with its two-tone 21-karat gold nib. But I'm also enamored with the idea of the custom 823 of its incapacity, filling system, and what many say is one of the best nibs out there. What I don't... Uh, that's a pilot custom 823, right? Yes. Because I didn't mention that. Uh, what I don't love are the translucent smoke and amber colors. I like a fine, fine medium line uh, with fine or fine medium line or fine, fine medium line. I was like, <laughs> what on earth is that? A fine slash fine medium line width. Uh, but I've also recently discovered that I enjoy stub nibs as well. What should I do? Go for the sailor? Go for the pilot? I would love to hear what Brad and Mike would choose. Number one, Zach, I owe you an apology. This email slipped through the cracks. I've sat on this for quite some time. Oh, Zach very well could have moved out of the country by now. It's been so long since I have have received this email, so I'd like to apologize. But I think I have an answer. I think regular listeners of the show are probably yelling the answer. And I think it's probably going to be the best choice based on Zach's conversation around, I like the classic style of the pro gear, I want the nib of the 823, but I don't like how it looks. Pilot makes a pen called the Pilot Custom Heritage 912, which is one of the best deals for an understated classic gold nib fountain pen where you can get a good enough ink capacity. It fits the larger Pilot converter, the Pilot Con 70. So you get more ink capacity in the Pro Gear. Obviously far less than the 823. But you'll get that same awesome pilot nib with way more nib choices um, than they used to offer in the 912, mm -hmm. at least in the U.S. market. So they've expanded the types of nibs. They go all the way up to their uh, stub nib, and you know they have Waverly nibs and Falcons and FAs and POs and all kinds of wild stuff now. If you like the classic style want great quality and really good ink capacity, I think the Pilot 912 is the way to go. I mean, I out of the two, uh, I, is it 912 or 992? Which one is it, the, cu the Custom Heritage? Nine, 912. Okay, so sorry. He's yep. mentioned, so the 92 is a lower cost. The 92 is actually a piston filler. Right. Um. It's uh. Which is a. It's a great pen, but you're gonna get a smaller nib, and a smaller size barrel, and they're translucent. So it doesn't sound like Zach is much of a translucent person. Like the 91 is a solid color with a smaller nib. Um. But the 912. I know all these numbers kind of run together. There's a 91, a 92, and a 912 Ugh. that are all similar. So the <laughs> the 912 is one of my most recommended pens because of the quality of that pen uh, related to the price and related to the other pens that are around there. The 912 is the pen I want Pilot to go on the attack against the Pro Gear with and start doing some stuff with that with that pen and um, make it into you know a little bit, give it a little bit more character. You know they don't have to go full custom Pro Gear style but man, it's kind of the perfect platform for that to happen. So I would love to see the 912 be that pin. That's like my pin to dream on for Pilot to do something interesting, and they've refused. <laughs> so, I was actually going to say, I think this might surprise people, I would recommend one of the Pilots as well. Um, I think the Pilot nibs are really interesting if you get a good one. Uh, and it's, it's a very different experience. But if you like that classic black gold 
pen design. The pilots look better than the Pro Gears do in that style. I think that the overall like rounded ends and stuff like that, and like the profile and like just the overall look of the pilot, say the Her- Custom Heritage ninety two or the eight twenty three, I think they look better at that like classic style than the Pro Gear does. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, this one comes from Mark. Uh, I have a friend who lives in the far northeast corner of Australia. Uh, he told me recently he swears by cheap vodka for cleaning his pens because it's so humid where he lives and he worries about moisture not drying and the alcohol in the vodka dries very quickly. At first I was alarmed to hear this, but then it occurred to me if it's safe for people to drink, it's probably safe for pens. Curious to know what you guys think about this. So, I mean, my initial thought on this is like, well, yeah, it's alcohol, right? So like alcohol would be good for cleaning, but something that we learned early on in the pandemic um, is that alcohol uh, disinfectants can erode coloring on pens, right? So I don't know if that would be something to be worried about here as well. But I, I understand logically why someone would want to use cheap vodka to clean a pen. <laughs> it doesn't seem wild to me. I See, I, I, I disagree with that last part. I, mean, I agree with the overall sentiment, but I don't think this is logical at all. Like, I can drink a lot of things that I wouldn't, put my pins in yeah but but <laughs> alcohol is, is a cleaning agent it's like i wouldn't right. i wouldn't use coca-cola right, right. but right. like cheap alcohol is still alcohol it was, yeah. look there's not there's my no first way. choice i would never come to this conclusion on my own <laughs> but now that i hear someone doing it it's kind of like i mean i kind of get it I mean, I kind of get it if you're the last person on earth, but yeah. no, like, no, please don't do this. Okay. Like, and I'm like, you can tell me like someone can come up scientifically and tell me I'm wrong. Like I'm willing to accept that. Please don't do this. <laughs> this is a, this is a hard no for me. Just, okay. uh, you know, clean it with water, air dry it, dry it with a paper towel, you know, store it in inside like in in a closet in a dark closet you know to try to get out of the the tropical atmosphere you're in that's you know adding humidity and different things to the pens and um i i would i would skip the vodka because i think you're just going to end up breaking down the pen sooner than you would otherwise i'm not advocating for it i'm, I'm, I'm I know. just merely like i just yeah i just wanted to stay for the record i'm just saying i can understand how someone <laughs> will get to this Maybe that's part of the problem. I can understand why this is a question. Okay. Um, I'm going to try and pronounce an unpronounceable Discord handle here. Uh, Gixgly says, I'm looking for a hardcover, non-spiral A5 notebook with perforated pages so I can easily rip them out. Would you be so kind as to help me find it? This is an amazing question because, to my knowledge, this is a product that does not exist in its entirety, right? So you can get an A5 notebook pages that will have 20 pages in the back of the book be perforated. Um, mm-hmm. The Lamy, Lamy's new notebook, I think they do a fantastic job with the perfs in the back. And other notebook companies will have perforated pages in the back. You'll often see that in your smaller pocket size notebooks, rarely in the A5. So Lamy, I know, has them. But a full completely through the 198 pages a5 notebook bound like a traditional sidebound a5 notebook that is fully perforated i have never seen one if you have i'd love to to be made aware of it um i'm trying to decide why what i'm what i'm holding in that's my answer to the question what i'm trying to decide mike is if this is a good product idea or a bad product idea and I think it's kind of going against why those A5 hardcover notebooks exist. They exist because people already have other disposable pages in their pads and notebooks and smaller notebooks to where this notebook, the theory that most people will take with this notebook is this notebook is made to stay together for consistency purposes, for context purposes, and you know, journaling, diaries, planners, schedules and not, you know, necessarily ripping them out. So that's that's where I'm thinking with this. So I understand having, hey, give me a few pages so when I'm talking to my friend, I can rip them out a note and not destroy my notebook. Mm. But the entirety of the notebook, yeah, I'd be interested to know if this product existed at all. 
it seems complicated. It's like a very, this is what you were saying to start, right? You can maybe tick off a few of these, mm-hmm. um, but like you might end up with like, oh, spiral bound, you know? Right. Yeah. That's so cool. then you have spiral bounds and you have top bound pads and you have all mm-hmm. these other solutions. It's almost like this is, these notebooks are made to solve different problems than the problem that Gixley's trying to solve. Not that that's not a valid problem, like, but I'm just thinking that it doesn't exist um, outside of a few pages in the back of a notebook mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason. I don't, It could be just a straight-up cost reason, right? Like, you have to perf, you know, 200 pages instead of 20. That's a little bit added cost. Probably not that much, but I don't know. I, I'm trying to decide if this product should exist, and I, I'd, I'd, I'd have trouble with it, like, seeing it be, like, a huge success. Say, oh, this is the product that I needed in my life. So I'd be interested to see what the use case is um, for Gixley if they wanted to reach out and and we we can talk this through up because I'm kind of interested in the idea of it, but I don't think it exists. Okay. Uh, Chris May asks, today I carefully cleaned out two of my pens in the kitchen sink. Hours later, my wife found a surprisingly large amount of ink hiding on our counter. Is there a way you are able to protect surfaces throughout the fountain pen cleaning filling cycle? Yeah, so I think everyone's gone through this, right? There's stray ink drops just go flying. Sometimes you don't even see Mm -hmm. how or where or why. So that's why I bought like a 12 by 18 cutting mat. I think that's, or it it could be 18 by 24. It's a decent size cutting mat, which you can just get off of, you know, wherever you shop for any kind of supplies. Um... And that's my base for my workstation at the sink. And then I put like a microfiber cloth on top of that so things don't roll away. So I kind of have those two layers. And if I'm working on that, I'm mostly going to capture anything that's going to go rogue on me while I'm cleaning. You know, you still end up with a random dot here, random dot there. But that's what I use as a platform or a base when I'm cleaning every time. Like it sits... This cutting mat sits with my cleaning stuff because they're all essentially my cleaning kit. They all work in conjunction, work with each other mm. to to get this done. So, um, yeah, that's what I use. Um, I like a towel is fine, but I would still have something under the towel first, and that's what I ended up on was the cutting mat. I don't really have any in particular. I just like use a lot of like paper towel and stuff. Yeah, know? but but yeah. It's good to have some to at least understand that you're going to get it somewhere. So, like, really pay attention to where you're putting things down. Because part of the problem that I find is like, as soon as you add water to the equation, because then you're like infinitely growing the amount of ink, right? (laughs) Because the droplets of water then become droplets of ink. Like, that Mm -hmm. becomes the issue for me. Like, you're just, you could be getting it everywhere. Uh, Dot Ketchup asks, as a Canadian, I was looking into Ferris Wheel Press as a way to help out a local business. Do you have any opinions on their ink and pens? I remember this company. Yeah, I have never used... campaign, right? Yep, yep. They've had a couple now. They've done a pen, and then they've kind of leaned into the ink market. I've never used any of their products. I haven't really been compelled by the ink colors, Right, the ink colors seemed pretty standard, or things that I already had, despite like the super nice packaging. But Beautiful. I think the like, gift stuff for yeah. sure. But I think it's the concept. At Harrods, Brad. How about that? Oh, Not nice. surprising. But... but I think the concept of this question is good. Like looking into Ferris Wheel Press. Yeah, they seem, you know, completely fine. You know, they're from your home country. They're in your home market. You can shop at, you know, Canadian stores like Laywines or Wonder Pens or, you know, there's several other ones throughout Canada that I'm sure stock Ferris Wheel Press. Um, you know, oh, I God, think it's Anna so beautiful. <laughs> like I'm just I'm just like scrolling through their website now. It yeah. really is like packaging wise I think probably the best. Oh, it's great looking. So good. Yeah, but like when I see like ink swatches and samples, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Like mm-hmm. I just, it hasn't been, the the inside of the bottle hasn't been as compelling to me as the outside of the bottle, mm-hmm. put it that way. Mm-hmm. But they keep doing new things, they keep trying new things, and that's the life of a new company too, right? They had to start somewhere, and now they are continuing, and they're they're 
adding new inks. I saw some new inks come out recently. So yeah, I mean, I would certainly, they're certainly worth checking out, um, especially if you want to support a, a local company. This is, as a collection, I think like the best looking collection. <laughs> so I remember they had a Kickstarter campaign is what I remember them from. They but had, I don't remember I what the product two. was for, but I remember there was so, one particularly. Um, yeah, so the first, the one we talked about was for a pen that I thought was interesting. Um, and then they had some ink with it, and then they've done, I think, ink Kickstarter since then. I'm not right. looking it up. I'm just reciting from memory. So, yeah. But I think they've really leaned into the ink side of the mm-hmm. business. I don't see much about the pens anymore. F. Nordstrom asks, I like the Statler Tri-Plus Fineliner pens. These, they're the best for coloring, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they are, of course, not made for filling larger areas. Is there a thicker counterpart with the same colors in the fact that you shouldn't be able to see the difference between the pens? God, I love this question. I Again, I don't know that there's an answer to this because once you start getting into like the larger tipped fine liners they kind of cap out around one millimeter and then you're getting into well i guess there's some bigger than the one millimeter i'm sorry i I, I misspoke but then you start getting into outside of your brand and the issue f nordstrom has is say i'm using this blue fine liner right and it's great at detail work but now i have a big area i need to fill in and it needs to look the same and i'm either going to have a hand cramp or destroy this pen by the time Mm -hmm. i'm done so what can I do to match? I don't know if Copic is the solution. Um, I don't know. Like, I couldn't speak to how they would match up into those interior areas. But Copic at least has that range of all the way very tiny fine to all the way wide to cover big areas, including brush tips. And I would at least trust that those colors would be matches well yeah because that's the thing i think if you really want to be able to have the same colors like exact Mm. same colors and different thicknesses you need to look at a brand where that's their business right like statler does not do that no sakura does not do that whole thing is like we have this color system they're all numbered Mm. And then mm-hmm. you pick the pen size that you want. And like a lot of Copic, they have two uh, tips, right? They have a yeah. tip on each end and one is finer and one is wider. Mm-hmm. And so I would say like the Statler Tri-Plus Fineliner pens, they're my recommendation because they're really good and they're fair priced. Copics are the best for coloring. They're just really expensive mm-hmm. comparatively. So um, I think now that I've, I've thought about this, I think Tombow might be an option. Okay. So they do some... They don't have a wide range of narrow pens, but they expand into marker and brush tips that might be an option at less than Copic prices. But like Copic's popular for a reason, like Mike's saying. Like it's a you're buying into a system with Copic. Yep. And Copic it's Copic's job to make sure that you're gonna have that consistency. Um But you're paying you know, for it but you're paying for it. Where Tombow, they might make a fine liner, they might make a brush pen, and they're both red, but are they the same ink? So that, if anyone, I would look at Tombow and at least do some testing Mm -hmm. because I think you could get the big and small options that you need and it might be good. It might be a match. So now that I've had uh, some time to think about it, I think that might be a choice to maybe look at that. All right, let's do a final question for today. It comes from uh, Bed Calligraphy. My friends are looking for a pen to use for the guest book at their wedding. Their stipulation is the ease of use, looks good, and won't smear. Do you have any suggestions? Do you know the answer to this question? No. The answer is we don't have enough information, unfortunately. Ah. So this is this is one I should have reached out to Bed Calligraphy directly. And if you catch this and there's still time for me to answer this question, we need to know what paper they're going to use because that's going to determine what pen you can use. Because ease of use looks good and won't smear. That's... We might can get there, but none of that's going to matter unless we know what paper they're going to use. So Yeah, good like, point. That's a tough... That's We can't just give a point-blank definitive answer for this 
without getting more information. And that's my fault for not seeing this question when it was live to say, hey, can you, what's the, the follow-up is, hey, what kind of, do you know what kind of paper they're using? Because that's going to matter. So, so if you still need the answer to that question, please send the information in and we'll try and answer it next <laughs> Sorry, <time>. bad calligraphy. <laughs> if you want to find uh, links for this episode, go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 435. You can find Brad over at penaddict.com. He's Dowdyism on Twitter and penaddict on Instagram. I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Brad streams live on Twitch Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Twitch.tv so slash penaddict. I sometimes stream at that time. I stream randomly. Uh, go to mike.live, follow for notifications, and I will at some point uh, make a schedule. Uh, thanks so much to our sponsors this week, the fine folk over at Pen Chalet and ExpressVPN. And we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.